So I wanted to do this earlier, but I decided to kind of rest up a little bit, take a nap and all that. And, uh, you know, just basically recharge my body. But I wanted to come on here and give my thoughts on this whole AEW women's locker room drama that's going on. I mean, we all know it's been a year since the all-out brawl-out, if you will. And pretty much, you know, the reasonings behind that happening, you know, not just with the individuals involved, but also with the fact that, you know, leadership, you know, at, was at the center of it, mostly with the likes of Tony Khan and such. But here, it's not just leadership that's at the center of it. It's also something that, well, if you've been a longtime wrestling fan, you've heard other wrestlers talk about it being an issue. You've heard of insiders talking about it being an issue. And, you know, you've heard this person, that person, and so on. And the issue here, apparently, is groups of cliques and politics that come with them or that they utilize. And the reason I bring this up is because LaFisto, a very well-known name in independent wrestling, someone that, in my opinion, could easily get signed to a WWE contract, Impact contract, you know, if they wanted to then, you know, to do it. And she could even be signed to an AEW contract, all because of who she is and what her reputation is, you know. I mean, she's mostly known, you know, throughout her career for being one of the queens of the death matches. You know, that is what she's known for, for being one of the queens of the death matches, you know, in wrestling. That is what she's known for. Now, with that said, she did have opportunities with AEW, I'm assuming earlier, uh, this year or last year or somewhere in between. Basically from whenever AEW started, between then and now. And mostly around the time when Dark and Dark Elevation was still going on. Anyway, anyway, you know, LaFisto decides to come out in an interview with Sean Ross Sapp and basically let it be known that what everybody has been you know, driving home about recently in the AEW women's locker room is true. Now, we have to realize that this, this all stemmed, basically, not just from the recent botched matchup that Britt Baker and Taya Valkyrie had over a week ago on Dynamite, and everybody coming out you know, and saying that the women deserve better, the AEW women deserve better, the WWE women deserve better, women's wrestling deserves better. It wasn't just because of that or anything like that. It wasn't just because of that, but it was because of numerous other reports that have happened throughout, you know, the short existence of AEW. You know, from Britt Baker, um, politicking and bullying people behind the scenes like Thunder Rosa and others, if you will, you know, to basically favoring those that she'd rather work with, you know, have her own little clique and, you know, and get some segue for them and, and all that. But it 
wasn't, but here's the thing. In the interview, Lefisto brings up a lot of stuff that's currently need, that currently needs to be corrected in the AEW women's locker room. You know, mostly the, you know, the clicks, the little click groups, you know, like those that Britt has, you know, not having all this pull and power that they do and favoritism shown towards them and everything. You know, it's not just that, but mainly, again, it's leadership. You know, it's leadership and respect that needs to be shown towards us and stuff like that, that, you know, everybody feels they're not getting. Now, a lot of the AEW women's uh, locker room, well, I wouldn't say a lot of them, but I would say I'm a, I would say a good chunk of them, you know, just enough that when Lefisto put this out on her Twitter, because she, like I said, she didn't just do the interview with Sean Harsap talking about this, but she also put it up, you know, in a, in a tweet that she basically uh, trended. She basically, you know, built off of, she created a tree off of, if you will. She, she ended up basically, because I guess it was enough women coming down her throat or something, um, if you will. I'm just taking care of something here right now. Um, it wasn't just enough women coming down her throat in response to what she said and all that. But she basically, as a response, took the tweet that I'm assuming was kind of like a more detailed transcript of the interview with Sean Rossaf and, and her basically explaining everything that she's heard of, you know, from those that she is friends with in AEW or have been, you know, behind the scenes at AEW and stuff like that. She took that entire tweet that she built, you know, one one rung after another, she took that entire tweet, as well as her Twitter, off. Yeah, she took her Twitter page off. She took it down, along with the tweet. And all in response to a lot, lot of women, I wouldn't say the entire locker room, but pretty much a decent amount, coming out and basically, um, def basically retracting what she was talking about when it came to the locker room. You know, they were basically rebutting, you know, what she was saying. They were rebutting what she was saying. So in response, she took that all down. Now, it's interesting that she did that because now people would suspect, okay, did she just make all that up because she wasn't given an opportunity to be all elite? We're not really sure. Because she had had opportunity, as I mentioned, during the time of dark and dark elevation to show what she could do. I mean, she even felt like, okay, some people are happy to see her, you know, and everything, even Destin Rhodes, you know, who is um, one of the coaches back there, as well as an in-ring competitor is happy to see her. You know, she's thinking everything's good, but then she noticed that there were some that weren't happy to see her, like Allie, AKA Cherry Bob, now known as the bunny in AEW. Like, she wasn't happy to see her. And according to Lefisto, her first reaction was, what the F are you doing here? Or something like that. So, obviously, someone that you would think would be happy to see Lefisto because Lefisto helped train her, giving her that kind of an attitude. And then later on, after talking with Dustin Rhodes and everything, you know, who also talked to Ali and I guess a few others that didn't, you know, what, I wouldn't say didn't, but weren't, too fond of seeing Lefisto there, Dustin had his change of an attitude 
and everything towards her as well, according to what she said. Now, I don't know what's really going on, but the overall situation here, even if you don't believe much of what Lefisto said, the overall situation here that everybody can agree on is there is some backstage politicking and cliques going on in the women's locker room. But that's not all. Because even those that did communicate with Lefisto that still work for AEW, she didn't list off names, thank goodness. But those that do work for AEW apparently currently, and even in the past, but mostly currently, have been in contact with Lefisto. And one of the things she said in the tweet, in the branching tweet that she made, uh, you know, about, I think about a day ago, so at least less than 24 hours, I'll put it that way. One of the things somebody said to her was the women had you know, brought up to Tony Khan, you know, uh, brought up to Tony Khan the situation of them getting, not getting, I should say, enough TV time, you know, or enough opportunity. And apparently Tony Khan's response to them when they brought that up, according to those that were in contact with Mephisto, that she is, in, that she is friends with that work for AEW, apparently Tony Khan's response when answering that question is, the women don't draw. In other words, your segments and your matches, they might be good, but they don't draw. You're not a draw, which is why I'm not going to book you, you know, as much as you should be booked. You know, or something like that. Like, in, in a way, the way Lefisto worded what she was told, it's almost like, it. What to me, to me, if I was there, which I wasn't, but if I was there, it almost sounds like Tony Khan didn't mean for it to come off, off the way you know many people are making it sound like, like even the way Lefisto is making it sound like. But it almost sounds like he's saying, "Look, I want to give you guys opportunity. I want you guys to succeed. I want you guys to have a chance, you know, to to shine in everything. You know, I do. But." You know, I can't do that right now. And my computer's apparently screwing up here for a second. Hold on. Sorry about that. My computer was doing another loading. Basically, it likes to load and, and everything, so it kind of slows things down. But anyway, apparently, like I said, the way it came off, in my opinion, is Tony Khan may have not made it sound as rude as others were making it sound like, you know, when they told Lefisto and the way Lefisto brought it up, you know, in this tweeter in this tweet, tweet, uh, tweeting branch, if you will, tweet, tweeting branch, you know, that she was growing or tree she was growing, uh, what she was taught with her basically transcripting everything, well, not mostly everything, but most of what she had told or some of what she told uh, Sean Rossat. But to me, it almost sounds like, you know, if, you know, if we were there in person, if we were flying that wall, it almost sounds like Tony wants to give him opportunity but he can't do it because, you know, they're not drawing, you know, they're not drawing the way he would hope they would. Like, me, to me, Tony Khan comes off as the kind of guy that's like, you know, he wants to give everybody, man and woman, you know, no matter how, you know, straight you are or LGBTQ you are or whatever, you know, he, if you are a wrestler that wants opportunity, he's the kind of person that's going to be willing to want to give you that opportunity no matter what. 
So to me, you know, with him coming out and telling the women, according to what Lefisto said, hey, you know, you're not drawing, you know, that's why I'm not going to book you. I don't think he really means it in the manner that it was described. I think, honestly, it's his own way of saying, look, we work for Warner Brothers Discovery now, basically, you know, ba you know basically saying they're the bosses. And if Warner Brothers Discovery execs, like let's say Debbie, David Zaslav and Kathleen Finch, feel like you guys are drawing, then they're going to tell us, don't book them. That's how I feel. That's how I feel things, you know, came off. That's how I feel things, you know, happened. When Tony Khan basically said, look, I want to, look, when Tony Khan basically told the woman, hey, you know, I can't book you because you're not a draw. You're not a draw. I don't think it's his way of saying, ah, screw you women, you're not worth it. No. I think he honestly wants to book all the women as much as he can in as many moments and matches and segments and all that. It's just because of, it's just because of the fact that the ratings are so low. You know, he's being probably told by the execs at WBD, don't book the women as much. So that's why I think you're only getting like maybe one or two women's segments and that's it. You know, when it comes to all three main shows. But, you know, we'll, but we'll have to find, but we'll have to wait and see whatever truth comes out if that is indeed true from what he said. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes at AEW and the women's division that needs to be corrected. It really does. It really does need to be corrected. And hopefully... You know, as we get closer to all in, hopefully as we get closer to all out and we go into the new fall season, things will be straightened out. And hopefully Tony Khan will have the money to get a decent team set up to work with that women's division so that they can get that opportunity they so rightfully deserve. But what are your thoughts? Let me know down below.